This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 20th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Tea parties have helped the GOP see a path to power, but are they truly plotting a return to limited government? The GOP's credibility on fiscal matters so low and so damaged, what legacies of the Bush administration? Dramatic increases in government spending, expanded entitlements, trillions in new borrowing, and expensive and sticky foreign military adventures. Well, which of those will the GOP truly be willing to abandon? John Samples, director of the Cato Institute's Center for Representative Government, comments. I think we have to keep in, in mind the, the big picture here. I mean, the GOP is in, in bad shape. And roughly you can reduce the history of the GOP over the last 30 or 40 years to the following sequence. Up until 1980, the, the Republican Party, particularly after Watergate, were really in disarray and decided to be a lot like Democrats and, and try to compete for votes with spending and so on. Reagan really changed uh, both the party and the government in, in some respects. And I would say from 1980 to 96, 1996 or 97, uh, with some errors, you still see a party that's trying to reduce spending, trying to limit the size and regulations of, go- of the federal government, and to some extent state governments too. Uh, at that point, though, the party that exists now is the party that began around 1997 or so. Uh, and, uh, you know, the real high, or one might really say low points of that party, I think, were 1998 with impeachment, which was, a, in a sense, a way— this was the Republican Party's become a party trying to counteract moral decay through uh, the federal government. So impeachment and then— Oddly, uh, the Iraq War itself, the other major thing, uh, which was also seen by neoconservatives in that way. And finally, of course, there's a, the 1970s Republicans returned in a way in the Bush administration with the prescription drug benefit, where you see a return to an attempt to take away Democratic spending issues. Now, that has been, uh, it's fair to say, the, 90, the 1997 post-Reagan party uh, has been an electoral disaster. They lost badly in 2006 and again badly in 2008. This is a party that is at a turning point and has really um, not a clue yet uh, how to go forward. What are the possible or likely directions of the party? It's the conservatism offered by uh, Ronald Reagan is now just one of several competing factions uh, within the Republican Party. Well, one is, I think, to go back to the 70s even more. Uh, And some people, commentators like David Frum, uh, who was in the Bush administration, have argued that, uh, you know, the Republicans need to do a better job of competing on spending to attract votes. So that kind of idea is out there, back to the 70s. Uh, The second one continues to be the uh, Protestant evangelicals and other conservative uh, groups uh, on moral issues. And they want to continue to see their agendas uh, reflected in the party. The difficulty there is that it's becoming evident that there's a high electoral price to be paid for association with uh, the evangelical groups. You begin to see the political scientists have found that uh, the independent voters have been moving away from uh, voting for Republicans in the past, in the last couple of elections, and moving toward the Democratic Party. And independents are the ones that where you pay a price. So my sense is the you know the alternative, and maybe it's not the time now, but perhaps 
But the alternative of a return to limited government is one that uh, seems to be the, uh, the obvious alternative that hasn't been tried for a while. Where, where should that come from? It's a lot of uh, conservative Republicans say that the, the governors of the states are the real bench for sort of that hard-nosed uh, fiscal conservatism that, mm-hmm. uh, where Republicans have really lost a lot of credibility in, in recent years. Is that still the case? Well, first of all, there's going to have to be uh, improved conditions nationally. There's no doubt that right now we're in a situation where uh, the mood of the country is not yet ready for uh, – the country, generally speaking, is not ready for a return to a, uh, a kind of full-scale limited government uh, undertaking politically. However, I think we could easily be there pretty quickly. Uh, the evidence in the past has been that the kind of mood, wanting more government, uh, public mood in that direction, usually reverses itself pretty quickly after someone like Obama is elected. So the opportunities, particularly if the economy doesn't get better, are going to be there. Then the question becomes whether a Washington-based and the Washington leadership we see in the Republican Party is capable or willing to undertake that. I mean, the the Republican Party now on the House side is led by John Boehner, and John Boehner uh, was a member of the 94, 1994 class, but he was also the uh, godfather, as it were, of No Child Left Behind, one of the most extensive centralizing policies uh, of the last decade or more. So there's that. There's a new generation clearly coming along that has potential. I think Mike Pence uh, is one. Or Paul Ryan is making his name in budgetary issues, and that's going to be very important. Uh, and there's a, a backbench more generally that we'll see come out of the woodwork more. Uh, and perhaps uh, the the other side of this is there's the rest of the country besides Washington. Whether uh, the the Tea Parties, I think, uh, maybe are an early indication of an unhappiness with the direction of the country and with the party, uh, the Republican Party. And you could see leaders emerging from that. That's certainly what happened in the 1994 period uh, with the Republican Party. So my guess would be, and you know, the governors could be part of that too. Uh, we've, we've seen Mark Sanford uh, take a strong position, libertarian position on these issues. But then you... You have to worry about some of the others that seem to be or seem to want to have uh, their cake and eat it too or at least have federal spending uh, while appearing to be uh, small government conservatives. Given the fact that Republicans have lost so much credibility uh, over the last eight years, essentially over the Bush presidency when it comes to fiscal issues, Mm -hmm. it seems like independents are still going to have a very difficult time believing uh, Republicans who say, "Oh, I, we, okay, now we really mean it on mm-hmm. fiscal issues." Mm-hmm. No, I think that's correct. I mean, uh, the Republican Party does not have a record uh, in the last ten years or so of limiting government uh, across the board. They certainly, the party that began and talked about in '94 as a party of people who wanted to be left alone. I think, turned into a party that didn't want to be left alone and wanted the federal government to set things right in whole and so-called right in lots of different ways. And, uh, you know, that's that leads to an expansion. And also, I mean, I think the, you know, the prescription drug benefit was just hardcore politics, just uh, we, we want to get reelected and we're going to give people 
current and future spending, whether the country can afford it, wants to pay for it down the line or whatever, uh, to get through the 2004 election. None of that, along with the Iraq war and uh, trillions spent there, uh, can give you much confidence. They have to repudiate uh, the Bush party. In fact, lately, uh, in the last uh, week or so, I was at a meeting with Tom Price, who's also uh, seems like a good uh, good person, uh, leader of the Republican Study Committee. And I asked him directly, uh, do Republicans in the House, do they recognize that the Bush changes, the, the compassionate conservatism and the neoconservatism in foreign policy were an electoral disaster, and it's important to turn your back on that and go in a different direction? Now, he said it, it was, but, you know, I guess I have enough... Uh, uh, well, th- there's always the Reagan statement, you know, trust but verify, and we'll see what they do. But I think they do have to turn their back on that to gain some credibility. If they have to turn their back on neoconservatism, they have to turn their back on the foreign policy that dominated the Bush presidency. That has to mean something for uh, a war in Afghanistan and military presence in the United States elsewhere and attempts to uh, secure or assist other countries to adopt an uh, American-style government. Well, here's a couple of points, I think. One is President Obama may create the conditions for them, uh, as it were, getting out of the Bush administration really disasters, uh, in the sense that his administration, uh, one or two terms, he may well be able to wind down uh, the American presence there. And you would see a much different circumstance uh, when Republicans or Republican presidents elected. I think the larger underlying question, though, is a big one, which is, did the the Republican Party used to be sort of hardcore realist in foreign policy, you know, uh, we have interest, and we're willing to pursue those with force. We're the strong party of national security, but we're none of this stuff about crusades for to bring democracy throughout the world. Uh, they were against the kind of thing that is uh, really articulated in George W. Bush's second inauguration speech. Now, the question is, did he change the party to, to believe that uh, national security meant something like that? Or does the party revert to its older traditions, I think, or some of its uh, older traditions, and be a a lot more realistic and a lot more prudent, particularly about the use of force? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. I must say, when I talk to Republicans, I'm still a little disturbed about their uh, uh, commitment to an expansive foreign policy that one that bears some quality of neoconservatism. Partisanship has uh, a way of overcoming ideas and even longer traditions of thought. Uh, And we're a heavily partisan country right now. John Samples is director of the Cato Institute's Center for Representative Government. You can read more of his work at cato.org.